What's going on, fam? Alex Linsky here for the Get More Client Show. As always, joined with my co-host, Brian Downard. How you doing, buddy? As always, living the dream. Hey, yo, we got a very special guest today from Agency Crusaders himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Nicholas Robbins. I went with it. I went with the full name. It's Nick. No one calls him Nicholas. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, man. Excited to be here. So nice. glad to have you, man. Uh, Nick and I have known each other for quite some time in this space. Uh, one of the few other coaches and mentorship programs that I trust enough to come on this GMC show and drop absolute value and bombs for you guys today. We're going to be talking about a very interesting topic on the GMC uh, for our 23rd episode. We've had a couple guests uh, back to back now, um, and we want to share new insight as best we can. And one of the most common requests for topics that people want is what is the best agency model? What's the best offer? A lot of people, Nick, are kind of stuck in this framework of like, well, do I have to niche and do I have to have only one offer? And what is my price point? And who do I serve? And how do I serve them? And all that stuff. But they don't even consider potentially other opportunities, right? Of course, there's the standard retainer model. There is pay for performance, pay per lead, pay per appointment set. Of course, there's also this brand new SaaS model, which we kind of see planted a bit with Sean Clark. He was on our last episode, Nick. I'd love to know from your end, Nick, obviously you run two different companies, a marketing company um, and an agency coaching program. For you, what has been the best offer? What's the best retainer model? What's the best agency model? Absolutely. And to me, you know, over the last, I would say six months, we've really shifted to everything being the offer I'm about to share. And it is absolutely selling like wildfire. So mm -hmm. before I get in the offer, we all know that if you're running Facebook ads only, churn is a real problem. Regardless of what you were able to do, churn is an actual problem. I have spent five years trying to battle churn. My hair is gray because of churn. I have an in-house clinic director who, who ran an eight-figure clinic who directly coaches our clients and some of them still don't get it. And so what we decided to do at the beginning of this year was, okay, how do we become less reliant on Facebook ads? Because not only are do some clients just, some clients just aren't actually a good fit for Facebook ads, to be completely honest with you. And on top of that, iOS has been a complete disaster and a nightmare. And they're just banning accounts left and right. And they're just doing all kinds of wacky stuff. Cost per leads are up through the roof, right? So how do we become less reliant on Facebook? And after having a conversation with Sean Clark, actually, and I know he was just on the, the call last week, back in February, and he told me about GMB and the ability to, connect your Google My Business and a new website chat offering, everything, I just saw the future. I saw everything all at once when I saw the website chat plus the Google My Business plus the review. I'm like, this is it. And we need to put it all in one centralized communication platform where you can talk to each one of your potential prospects, depending no matter what platform they come from, whether that's Instagram or Google My Business or website chat, and you can track it all in one area. Because one of the biggest problems most businesses, all businesses have is accountability, transparency, where are their leads coming from? How are they being followed up? So the offer that is just crushing it for us right now is combining all of the amazing SaaS features that Go High Level has with the website chat, with the Google My Business chat, with the putting the tracking line on it, the, the, the reviews, database reactivation, automations, reminders, all the crazy stuff Go High Level does, right? But combining that with the high ticket services of Facebook ads, funnel build out, and now website design and SEO. And we are just closing deals like never before. And we're able to truly own and the, the clients front end of their business because we have everything and go high level. It's got all the clarity. So that's been crushing it for us. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we've been bringing on people left and right with that offer. Amazing. I got so excited when you brought this up because Sean was breaking this down uh, last week, as well as 
had brought this up to us previously and we don't have to get too into the weeds here, but I really love for the advice on this show to be as actionable as possible. What, what does that actually look like where GHL gets information where people are opting in through Google My Business? Because I've been pushing and telling our clients to do this, but I love if you could give us a little bit of a quick background on that and how it works. 100%. Just, so, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Do you, you want me to finish? Anything? No, I was just no. saying, I think they can attribute basically the organic leads clients are already getting through their system and consolidate it, like you're saying, go high level. 100%. So first thing you want to do with Google My Business is there's a little flip once you get access to a client's Google My Business, which by, by, by the way, is the hardest part of all of this. So if you're brand new to Google My Business and never have you know, heard of it, getting that in the back end is very simple. Um, the hardest part is getting access to the business because that's where clients don't know who built it or where it got started or any of that. Like, right? Where do I get that from? Yeah, it's like, what does that, that mean? <laughs> you know, so that's GMB? the hardest part. I don't know what that is. So if you're not tech savvy, this is brand new. I promise you, it's very easy to do this. Um, you flip on a chat. And then what's most powerful, because the chat is still new and, and to be 100% transparent, we're not seeing as much action on the chat as we do in the web chat. However, it's a cool, shiny object that clients do love. And I think that Google's making a big push for it and it's going to ramp up in regards to how many people are using it over yeah. the next six months. The other thing is you put a tracking line, a Go High Level Twilio tracking line, as far as the primary phone number on Google My Business and you have their main line as the secondary phone number. This mm. is a new thing that two years ago you weren't able to do because it would screw up your SEO. And now we're able to do that. So we're able to put a tracking line in Google My Business and then sort that directly into Go High Level so you can track the, you know, all the leads that are coming in. And then also what you can do, put the website chat on their website, which again, very, very easy, um, super duper simple. They've made it incredibly easy. And all the website chat leads, which most clients don't have a website chat, are now going directly to Go High Level. They're getting more leads than before. They're able to track the leads. And another thing you can do that's a super ninja tactic if you don't build the website, put a go high level form on their website. Everyone mm. has contact inquiries, put the forms on their website. So now all form inquiries are going in there. And I'm telling you, it's the easiest sales process in the world. Cause I go up to them and I'm like, Hey, how many inquiries are you getting from your website? I have no idea. How many opportunities are you missing by not having web chat? No idea. What's your traffic to your website? No idea. How many clients are coming from your Google, my business? No clue. How many phone calls? No idea. Well, don't you think that's a big deal? Like, shouldn't you know? Right. And you combine that with really, in my opinion, and I think Sean probably brought this up last week. I hadn't listened to the call, but I imagine you would say this Google, my business is like the most important thing right now, in my opinion, for local businesses in order to have locked down, it needs to be set up properly. You need to have great photos. You need to have good reviews because everybody is using Google, my business and whether they're looking for it on maps or whatever, they're looking at clients before they come in the door. And so being able to bring all that together, I mean, it's just been a home run and you combine it with Facebook ads. It's, it's, it's fire. That's it's wild how some businesses, right. Don't understand the value of reviews or having like a good social profile, like even just aesthetically pleasing, right. Let alone like actually having like X amount of reviews that are positive and actually having like clear understanding of how to connect with us. It's funny because like, if you're going to go to a new city and you go to a restaurant, like you're on Yelp, you're on Facebook, you're on, you know, Google, like checking every single like detail, looking at the photos, like making the biggest decision ever for a $20 meal. And these people selling these, you know, thousand dollar products for a med spa or selling a gym membership for a year or getting someone to have you know laser hair removal or whatever it is they're like oh you know i don't, I don't need google reviews people won't search for that it, it's absolutely mind-blowing how people don't do this one thing that i would love your uh, insight on nick that i think is really interesting is how people implement this in their agency right there's two different ways to do this and i like to frame this a lot and i'd love to know what you think to me, any downsell is the same as an upsell in, in similar vein. And this is what I mean. 
do you start as the foot in the door GMB offer? Or if you already have clients, you can provide the SaaS product. So it goes both ways. You can offer it initially or current clients, you can add on to it. How are you advising to do this? Is this a initial offer? Do you start with your ads? Is this only an upsell? How are you recommending implementing the SaaS product? And this is a great question. And I think that it's really going to be dependent on the level of your agency that you're at. If you're at zero to 10K, I'm a big fan of the foot in the door, run a database reactivation, run a free trial, whatever it might be install the website chat, get them some free leads, use that as a, as a hook, and then you sell them into a bigger package, right? But if you've got an established agency, and like we do, I'm a huge believer that you should always be looking to attach it to high ticket services, whether that's high ticket coaching, high ticket consulting um, for the niche or for high ticket services. Because while, of course, it sounds amazing, but yeah, I'm just going to get 10,000 users at 297 a month. Like that doesn't really happen and how are you going to finance the acquisition how are you going to get the the, the the users on the software right because like you need to have upfront cash flow in order to finance future paid ads or if you're doing all outbound to pay for your setters pay for your cold emails whatever it might be especially at scale so the main way that i personally i'll talk about how i'm personally using it and then what i'm advising depending on where people are at personally i'm using it i pitch big ticket up front and then we'll move it to a mega downsell towards the very end only if they are for whatever reason, just not a good fit for investing, right? Sometimes we get like, you know, Reiki coaches who come in and they're like, all right, well, the, the holistic Reiki coach who's moving energy probably isn't going to spend 4,000 bucks on, hey, I believe, I, I love it, crystals, I, bro. I'm all about crystals and the vibrations of the universe, man. We can talk about that. But regardless, like it's one of those things that, you know, they're not a good fit for $3,000 a month, right? And so we've oh, got wow. a downsell on then. Um, we also use it as a downsell when clients want to cancel. So basically, if somebody wants to turn off ads, we can have a downsell for that. And if yeah. you're able to attach website and SEO into it. So for example, we have $14.97 a month website and SEO package. It keeps to go high level. They have to pay every single month to keep their website active, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the way that I'm utilizing it. And um, for other agencies getting started, really just to get, get it depends on your level that you're at. Um, but there's a, so many different unique ways that you can you can use the hooks. I mean, you can build them yeah. a free website. You can build them 10 database reactivation, 10 appointments. You can install the web chat and get them free leads. I mean, there's just you can do review campaigns for them as a hook. Like there's so many cool tools out there to get people in the door. It's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's awesome. So I love all of this. And we coach a lot like being something that's invaluable and not easily to be replaced. Like when the economy turns down or something bad happens, right? Like agencies who don't bring a real ROI are usually one of the first ones out the door. So having that stickiness where you own, not necessarily own their data and you're going to like hold it from them, but you at least are the gatekeeper of that, right? So having them upload their original database into GHL, all their new leads being stored there, uh, what are other ways or things you've added to your offers that you've created stickiness? I know websites, I don't love as a core offer because there's a lot that can happen there, but the stickiness is extremely high because you can retain them. Where else yeah. have you seen that? So the all the go high level stuff between the website chat, the Google My Business optimization database, those are all great things for stickiness. And I want to touch upon websites because websites are a bitch and we didn't touch them for years. And um, I hate but here's <laughs> here's what I realized: in it, we got hit really really hard by the pandemic because we work with medical doctors and you can't leave the house, you can't go into medical doctors, and not everyone is fit to set up to do telehealth and virtual visits. We lost $100,000 a month in recurring revenue in about 45 days over at when the pandemic started. That sounds fun, by the way. Yo, it was amazing. It was great, a great time. Great month. The best. Awesome. Thank you for everyone. Anyways, I don't know. Nick, anything. when someone asked me about my heart surgery, I'm like, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. 100%. Do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Same thing. 100K lost. 10 yeah. out of 10 would no, do it again. No. 100K a month. Yeah. So we had a loss over a million dollars a year in recurring revenue, right? Crazy. And, and that was brutal. And 
that's part of what we, once we got through the pandemic and once we started coming through the other side, right? Cause we did adapt and that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. Cause you're always gonna have problems. Um, we started talking to a friend of ours who actually runs a website company. He's in the medical space and they do about 25, $30 million a year. They're huge, but they only do website SEO and, uh, database patient reminders. Um, so basically it's like a reminder software uh, and they lost, they had like a 1% churn during the pandemic. You know why? Cause nobody turns off their fucking website bill. And I don't know if I can swear on here, but nobody turns oh, off the website bill website. still in this day and age. And while I was still against websites, even when I heard about this in December, when I started to see the vision of, oh my gosh, if we build their website, we have a tracking line on the website. We've got the form that we can install on the website. We've got the website chat we can put on the website. We can get the SEO done. And there's so many cool SEO tools that are super easy to get people ranking for these days. We can connect and carry all of that. Like now we've always got a downsell. And frankly, some people are better off focusing on Google and Google ads and just having light spend than they are Facebook, right? I talked about this before and I never wanted to admit this to myself for years, but not every local business is capable of handling Facebook ads because it requires a sale, it requires a sales process. And so we need to have alternative packages to get to some of these folks. And that's what we built out that really helps with our stickiness. That Brian combined with having our consultant. We've had our consultant since 2019. Um, the first three years in business, I had a, a 90 day retention like everybody else. We tripled our retention or 9.5 months right now at $21,000 LTV. As soon as I brought a consultant on to really help bridge the gap between the cold traffic and the lead. So that's helped dramatically as well. That's the awesome. consultant was co coaching and helping the clients he's, better he's, utilize their correct. lead. Correct. We had a, for, a, a former client who's a clinic director of an eight figure clinic. Um, we actually were able to get him to come and work with us full time. And he coached, all yeah. he does is coach our clients. Yeah. yeah I want to touch on one this for a second. Guys. There's so much value to what you're talking about. I think a lot of people in the agency space, even vets, by the way, even people that have been in it for two, four, five, 10 years, even, I think a lot of people still think the only way to lose clients is only if bad results happen. A lot of people lose clients because you're too good, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning like you generate too many leads, so they need to pause. You give them too many case opportunities. Uh, they are overwhelmed. They need to pause. They don't have ability or want to scale or hire more people. That does happen when you're exceptional. Now, I would say, and I think you'd agree with me, Nick, those are definitely not the common reasons people cancel. That's probably the 80-20. That's the well, 20%. Uh, really quick, I want to touch on this because it's super duper important. And this is something that took me years to learn. If you send too many leads to a front desk, especially in the medical industry, you're going to lose them because what's going to happen is the leads are, the leads are not going to be followed up with. The staff's going to be overwhelmed. The doc's sure. going to look at the amount of leads that's scheduled, say all the leads suck. He's going to create a negative mindset and it creates a spiral that goes out of control. So we actually limit the amount of leads that we send to most of our clients. Mm -hmm. Now there's 10% of the market who crushes and we can send them unlimited leads because they got a sales team, right? But for your average doctor, you send them more than 80 inquiries a month. You're, you're, you're asking for trouble. I used to think, oh, if I just send them enough, they're going to trip and fall into a new patient, right? Now it happened. It ended up being bad for us. So we actually will throttle leads in order to, and they do better with them, right? And I know it sounds very counterintuitive. So I want to bring that up because I agree with you 100%. And I've watched the data very closely on this over yeah, the years. I'll share my, I'll share a very quick story on this because it's pretty funny. The first time I learned this was, I was still really new in the agency space. Maybe this was seven years ago. One of my first clients was a local gym, like right next door to where I lived. Uh, called Monkey Fitness, I think it was, um, The Jungle, that's what it was called, The Jungle, uh, in Vero Beach, Florida. And I went in person, like I, I prospected them in person. And you know, when you go in person, Nick, and you get the deal, it's like the best feeling in the world. You're like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a boss, right? So I got, I think it was 1500 a month. We did a month of service. I came in after the month and I'm like, look, we got you whatever amount of leads. I think it was like 500. It was a crazy amount for a local small place. And they're like, yeah, we want to cancel. I'm like, 
what? How? Like, I killed it. I did amazing. They're like, yeah, but none of these people became clients. There was too many leads. I couldn't follow up with them. They were not, they didn't really want it, blah, blah. And that was the first time that I realized like, oh, right. There's like more than just like leads. They need opportunities. They need to have the appropriate, uh, like actual KPI. They want more money in the door, et cetera. I think that's key. Brian, you had a question? Yeah, I love you had kind of brushed over this really quickly, but you mentioned you also have a downsell for if they want to cancel something we've been discussing with our own coaching program as well. Uh, what does that look like in your agency though? Yeah, so it's basically four ninety seven a month. So they've got two downsells, right? If there's the Facebook ads that are, so we have got multiple tiers, right? So we've got our big package. We call it the full money. Um, you know, we don't call it the, our team doesn't like saying that to their clients. So we call it the like deluxe it. package to our clients. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's the full money, baby. You know, so that's where oh, we've got Facebook damn. ads, website, SEO, everything. We've got our first downsell is turn off Facebook ads, right? And so we've got website, SEO, GMB, all the SaaS deliverables that come from the Go High Level platform. And we've got a third downsell where they get the Go High Level platform, the centralized communication, once a month database reactivation ongoing review campaigns for 497 but they don't have the website and seo anymore got it so those okay. are the three things so and we do it with monthly database reacts uh sorting the leads and then ongoing review campaigns and then they just have access to the software to jump in there so i want to step out Makes now sense. from SaaS for a second so we've talked about how this could be a, a better offer either as an add-on or foot in the door for people that are offering regardless PPL, pay for performance or retainer. I wanna talk about the agency model as a whole, right? Obviously, Nick, you are fully aware you've been in this game for a long time. The proliferation of marketing agencies has grown significantly. And it's a good reminder always on the Get More Client Show that there's always significantly more local businesses than there are agencies trying to get those local businesses. Cause I think inside the bubble, you think, oh my God, there's too much competition. I can't make this happen. You can still make this happen. It's not too late. There is something though that I didn't necessarily anticipate, Nick, in the industry that I'm seeing to start happen right now. And I want to know if you've had any experience with this or have considered it. Some agencies become such experts in their niche and space. They know so much more actually than the provider on how to run the business, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just take an example. If you have a med spa director, someone who's an esthetician that went to school to become an esthetician, right? and they run their own company, they don't know nearly as much as someone that we would work with that's worked with 50 med spas and has so much more experience in building the company. So much so that you might consider, what if I had the front, front cash and actually made my own med spa, partnered with an esthetician, and I created my opportunities there. I've seen a couple people do it. I think you know the McConaughey twins tried it, I believe, in the painting industry, I want to say. But I, I'm open to I'm open to hearing your like opinion on this. Do you think that in the future or now, there's going to be more agencies that have really hit the seven-figure, eight-figure mark that are going to actually open up their own niche businesses, not just marketing to the niche businesses? That's what I recommend people do, to be 100% honest. Because, and that's what I actually, in our, in our highest tier, that's what we work with people on, right? So like Lyle, he owned a, started an HVAC company and he's doing like 750K a month in the HVAC. Crazy. You know, and, and I remember- for, Let's talk Lyle for a second. How long was he doing marketing for HVAC before he's like, why don't I just year, make my own About HVAC? a year. Uh, we worked with him when he was just- Only, a, only a year even. That's crazy. Month. Yeah. And he's just smoking the competition. Why? Because local business are horrendous. Right. At every step of the way. And I say this with the utmost respect because without- no, you weren't horrendous, you're bad I wouldn't- I wouldn't have a job if they did if they weren't horrendous. Ah, they are awful. Like, thank you so much for being this. so shitty. Yeah, they this. suck. Right. And so, and we've got multiple people who are doing it in mortgage insurance, things like that, the highest level. And I'm actually looking into it with a doctor in uh in medical, it's harder just because of the Legal. legalities behind yeah, everything. Exactly. It's very difficult if you're a non-licensed physician, depending on your yeah, state, sure. to actually make money off of it. But I'm we're we're working with healthcare attorneys and going down this process it's in crazy. Sarasota. 
um, in order with one of our clients in order to get into the cash medicine aesthetic game. And yeah, I want to get into it. That's where I see, you know, mega eight figure, nine figure exits. And sure. there's so much money in local businesses. And here's the other thing. You're, you, you're no longer competing against marketers, right? Marketers are sharks. And so you're competing against local businesses. Local bi businesses are dingbats when it comes to how to acquire new customers. And so sure. you can just smoke them all day long. Super crazy. You know, like I'm getting my roof redone at the new house we're doing and it's like 25 grand, right? And obviously that's not all profit, but a significant amount is going to be profit. At least five to seven grand for them has to be profit, right? And it's considering like, I just magically found them on, on Google, right? Like I was able to get them from a referral. They didn't run an ad to me. They didn't create the opportunity. If we were to shell out cash to build our own roofing company and get the certificates and do the work and legwork, it's unbelievable what's available to you. Like you're talking about with Lyle and HVAC. Um, it's mind blowing. Some people that we work with, it's like, you know more about this business than these people do. And there's so much opportunity. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize this. And 98% of our clients, I could walk in there and never having never set foot in an office and run it better than them and sell better than them, right? Crazy. Not the medical side. I couldn't treat better, but I could absolutely make them more money. And I realized this actually in early 2019. So I almost quit the business in 2018. So for any of you guys who are dealing with churn or, you know, ugh, getting mad at clients, all that stuff, just know that like, just keep powering through. I almost quit the business in 2018 after our call floor. We, I think you probably knew me during that time, Shlinsky. And I was like, I got to do something. Early 2019, I actually reached out to a bunch of our doctors and I offered to help coach them on sales because internally I was feeling like, hey, how, who am I? Who, who am I going to be able to teach them? I've never been in an office. But then I looked and I'm like, okay, I'm doing multiple seven figures and I'm letting people who are doing 300K a year tell me that they don't, that the leads suck. And I'm like, I can sell. So let's get in here. I got down and dirty. And that three and a half months that I spent coaching about a dozen different doctors was the most eye-opening experience of my life. Because whatever you think is happening to the lead when it comes in the door, it is 100 times worse than what you actually expect. It's like they're coming out, they're stomping on it, giving it the rock bottom, throwing it in the, the Atlantic Ocean, like literally face planting it. And they're coming back to you. Like, yeah, the lead sucks. They don't have any money. Please. It's like, like, what are you, like, what are you doing? You know, it's in mind boggling. Like, I'll give you the Quickest example. I had one client who was complaining nonstop. I went through his process. I'm like, okay, so tell me how your process goes. He ran a consult and then he tells the patient, the prospective patient, go get x-rays and come back after you're done getting x-rays. He didn't have a referral for the x-rays. He didn't set a follow-up time, no follow-up calls. And he was just waiting for the patient to come back after getting x-rays after one consult in the office. And my head just wanted to explode. I'm like, and you think they're just going to come back? What the hell's the matter with you? You know? And so anyways, it, it, for anyone listening, like, and I almost want to transfer this conviction because I know that when you're, especially if you're like sub 10K or, you know, right around that range, you're not feeling as confident about these conversations as, you know, I might just because I've had the experience. I want to transfer the conviction to you that I promise you with just a little bit of knowledge, you know, mo more than 95% of the marketplace that you're working in when it comes to acquisition. I feel like this is a 1% opportunity. A lot of people don't, I don't think, realize it. I think something you said mindset wise, and that can be an entirely different GMC show. A lot of people look at professionals, especially in the medical profession or legal profession, and they have this feeling like those people are better than them because they went to school or did some sort of more conventional route than like maybe the college dropout who found an ad online from Nick Robbins or Alex Linsky or Jeff Miller or someone. And they were like, oh, like I could just make my own business. Right. I, I just I think it's important as we close today's show, like you're not better or worse than anyone else, regardless of your certifications or the amount of schooling that you went to. Um, believe in yourself, trust in yourself. I think it makes a huge difference long-term. And I know you're a big believer in that too, Nick. Massive. Self-belief and self-conviction is, is one of the most important things. And it's something that's cultivated. It's created from within and it can be practiced. And 
huge believer in that. And it's something that, you know, it, it's really important that you have as you walk into today's world. Just the, the biggest thing that I will say is like, there's seven and a half billion people on this planet and we're all terrified of each other. Proof of that, get on an elevator with a bunch of people and watch everyone look at the ground. We're all scared of each other, right? And so once you understand that everyone else is scared of you, like it's okay, you can show up in the world with a little bit more, you know, confidence and things like that, you know? I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm 6'5 and I go a lot of places where most people are afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what's going First exactly. time I met Brian, I didn't know he was that tall. I was like, what? Okay, okay. Um, Alex. The internet, Alex. you look... You look shorter. Okay. Um, no, this has been an amazing conversation, Nick. I really appreciate it. For me, the biggest takeaway uh, was just the reiteration of being a partner in your client's businesses. Not legitimately like we're saying 50-50 part, but like being more involved than just providing a service and hoping they do well with it. You have to take ownership of what they're going to do with it and what the outcomes are. Even if you don't always control the outcomes, help them control the outcomes so you can get the outcomes you want, which is yeah. retain your goddamn clients. You need to do that. It's critical. Love it. What a show, guys. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you, man. Uh, if you want to follow Nick, Nick, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, best place to get in touch with me is actually in our Facebook group. It's a seven-figure agency sales and marketing secrets. Crusader Nation, if you just search Crusader Nation, seven-figure Crusader Nation with a K, that's the easiest way. I do stuff every week on there, every Wednesday, and uh, share a lot of knowledge, all that fun stuff. And the last thing I'll say is guys, just have belief, get after it. There's never been a better opportunity. Don't worry about saturation. Saturation is a good thing. Trust me, the problem of local businesses getting new clients is not solved. So that means there's opportunity for us to go out there and solve that problem. I love it. Thank you so much for the time, Nick. Guys, if you enjoyed the Get More Client Show, thank you so much for listening. Whether you're on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, please hit that like or love or subscribe button. Helps us a ton, even if you hated it and say, hey, I hated the show. It also helps us. So we're cool with that too. Talk shit. We really don't mind. It's all good. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys.